Hey, everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. This week, we get into the new economic numbers. Also, we take a closer look at one of the hotter Senate races in Wisconsin. And a bunch of questions from you, if Alex can get us there. Alex, where do you want to start? Joe, I think we got to start today with the new economic numbers. What do you make of them? This is not a referendum on today's GDP numbers or last week's jobs numbers. We have to make the, and I, I, that's what the, the pundits and the hand ringers and everybody out there uh, are, are, are going to do. And by the way, it's what uh, Trump um, and the Republican, you know, McConnell, all of them want. They want it to be a, a, a referendum on, on those kinds of numbers and hope that those numbers stay bad and do anything they can to, you know, to obstruct and worsen them uh, so that they can win in November. Uh, and that's why I think we have to, uh, the Biden administration, um, Democrats, pro-democracy folks out there, regardless of party, we have to make this a choice. And that's what it really is. There's one party doing everything it can to get us through this time and keep the chaos to a minimum, help lower costs everywhere possible for people who are struggling versus a party that has offered nothing, nothing but obstruction, has no plan or ideas, nothing to stop inflation. In fact, they voted against capping insulin at $35. So the Biden administration's out there, releases a billion barrels a day from the strategic reserve. Uh, they go, that's not what that's for. Okay, guess what? He's trying to keep prices down for people that are struggling. Democrats passing the insulin, the cap on insulin co-pays at $35 with only a few members of the GOP voting for it in the House. Uh, that would re reduce healthcare costs and medication costs for people. Will any GOP member of the Senate vote for it? Will it pass the Senate with, I'm sure someone uh, will filibuster it. Yes, this has been the most disruptive three years in the lives of most people alive today. Uh, you know, uh, John Anzalone uh, uh, told uh, CNN, he's the, uh, Biden's pollster, always uh, very insightful. He, but he says, look, this is the worst political environment uh, that, he, that he's quoting him. It's the worst political environment I, that I've lived through in 30 years of being a political consultant. Yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> it's been the most disruptive three years in the lives of most people alive today. Uh, and, and, you know, not only that, but two million of you out there would have been dead if it hadn't been for the, the what the Biden administration did in terms of getting the vaccines out there, the tests and everything they did. I mean, every study suggests that there would be millions more, two million to be exact. No thanks to the GOP, by the way. So that's what I think. We have to make this a, a referendum on two parties. One, yes, there's a lot of pain out there. And we have to uh, and, and we have to acknowledge it, but but more importantly, make clear that we're the one party that, that the Democrats are the only, the party that's been out there fighting it um, and trying to keep prices get prices down and, and take on and do everything we can to 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 mitigate uh, the inflation that's out there and you know create the jobs and, and get the economy growing. Uh, GDP is going to continue to grow. Uh, but in the end, against the party, by the way, the other party, who seems to be more interested in fighting Tinkerbell and 
and uh, Big Bird than they are in, in helping people get through this crisis and working together, uh, find some compromise, but get something done. They're, they have no interest in that. It's interesting you say that. I'm glad, glad for your take. I mean, if you look at the news today, it is crushing day for Democrats, horrible day for Joe Biden, worst day of his presidency. And this is on like the, the ones that are supposed to be kind of just objective and they're kind of missing the point. I, I know we repeat this all over and over again, but I, I the the yeah. choice versus referendum thing is like so obvious once you say it. That's like cannot believe how simple this actually is. Well, no, and that's what happened with Le Pen and, and Macron. I mean, look, Macron's numbers were horrible. He had very low approval ratings. Uh, he uh, there's high inflation throughout Europe as well. Uh, people in, in fact. Europe's actually got more pain uh, at the gas pump than, than we are. I was uh, uh, talking to somebody in Athens yesterday uh, where the price of, of gasoline is $9 a gallon in Greece, in, in, in Athens, Greece uh, uh, right now. So, you know, but Macron had all those problems and the, the same uh, kind of favorable, you heard the same thing, I don't know, uh, what kind of choice is this? I mean, all the things that were going on uh, prior to that election. Uh, Le Pen wanted it to be a referendum on all those things, a referendum on, on Macron. Uh, Macron was able to make it a choice. And the choice that Le Pen offered was crap. Uh, and it got crushed. Yes, they'll say, hey, but she got more than she did the last time. Well, it, you know, we, again, Lives have been disrupted like they've never been disrupted for the last three years. Uh, people are angry, um, and they are going to, uh, 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 you, you know, uh, uh, you know, vote differently. I mean, that doesn't mean you're going to get the same numbers you did last time, all that kind of stuff. But I think the difference is you went in. People went into that election thinking it was going to be very, very close, and Macron, you know, uh, walloped her. Uh, no matter how little she did a little bit better than last time kind of thing. So I, I just think it's the same thing in these districts, which also gets to the, my point I've been making all along that, yeah, wait till you, uh, everybody has to look at who they're nominating. They are going to not, they are nominating complete lunatics. Um, again, this party that's got, that's out there, you know, again, wants to battle Tinkerbell and, 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 and Big Bird uh, more than put out any platform, any policy ideas, nothing, um, is going to nominate uh, a, a, bu a bunch of people who I think will expose themselves as complete crazies. Uh, and I think you're going to see that. That's why I still think uh, against all the conventional wisdom out there. I think we'll be able to pick up a, a Senate seat or two, and I think we can hold on to the House. It's going to take a Herculean effort. No, don't, don't get me wrong. But part of that Herculean effort is Democrats out there every day making it a choice, a choice. They will repeat this stuff over and over again. We do not repeat that they voted against capping insulin at $35 a copay. Uh, you know, we don't we it's that was a one day story. The outrage machine that they've created, that they took decades to create, we've got to start to do, you know, to fight that disinfo with by repeat, you know, repeating what we've accomplished 
and saying you have a choice, making it a choice. Joe, you mentioned a, a total crop of lunatics. The Republicans are going to nominate this year. One happens to already be in the Senate. Um, uh, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, who's one of the, the main targets this year as the Democrats are, are trying to hold on to the Senate. Um, really interesting race starting to shape up there. A couple new polls. What are you seeing out of Wisconsin that we should keep an eye on? Well, it makes my point uh, that uh, it, it, I'm not sure that it matters what Biden's uh, favorable, unfavorable. It'd be, you know, Biden up there, I think the last poll had him at a 43 favorable, a 53 unfavorable, you know, net uh, uh, underwater by 10 points. On the other, you know, uh, the governor, Tony Evers, is plus five, 47, 42. Uh, and more importantly, and this kind of makes the point, Ron Johnson is, you know, continues to be very unpopular. He's got a 36 favorable and a 46 unfavorable in the latest poll. So what that's my point. If you ask uh, uh, people, you know, look, for you're going to vote for a generic Republican versus a generic Democrat. I, I don't know, maybe I think the uh, we score three or four, four points under, you know, the Republican in that generic question. Well, they're going to be real people. Right. Um, and Ron Johnson has a real crazy freaking record. So uh, and Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes is, is, you know, is out there, you know, multiple good candidates in that race. But I think once you that's my point, once it's Ron Johnson versus uh, one of our Democratic candidates, uh, and again, making it a choice. This is the choice, and making clear what the choice is. Um, uh, it, you know, I think is going to be very important. I, that's why I think we can win Wisconsin. I think we can win Pennsylvania. Um, you know, Doctor Oz is the nominee there. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't. We don't know. Probably, you know, whether it's Fetterman or or Connor Lamb or Kenyatta, uh, we'll see. But I think again, if if it's that choice. This is not like some generic vote that's going to go down, not not this election. Um, and so I think, um, uh, again, the Republicans will continue to do their outrage machine. Uh, it'll be a new outrage tomorrow. And they'll continue to try to make this a referendum that it's all about all that's wrong in your life. Like they were innocent bystanders. They had nothing to do with it. They did nothing to help. In fact, they actively tried to stop the help. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And they actively tried to stop it. We have to make it clear that's the choice you have. Did we get everything right? Hell no. Okay. But we're out there fighting every day for you while these people are throwing hurdles up and chasing Tinkerbell and Big Bird around. Uh, you know, in this mess, with with the disruption that's been caused in your life, with uh, we don't know whether there's another wave of COVID coming or not. Um, yes, the economy, uh, if anything, the economy, um, if it's on edge, uh, people should want Democrats, we should be making the case that you want us, not them. Every, all the, we, we've created more jobs then all the Republican presidents combined since you know 1980 or so, uh, we we've in fact not even close. I think it's like 44 million jobs were created. Democratic administrations created 42 million. Republic two million of them were created under Republican administrations. The same thing with the deficit. You know the the Biden administration. We've cut the deficit 
you know, I mean, by an amazing amount during all this, the the Republicans with Trump, McConnell, when they had they they ran it like crazy, but they were fiscal supposed to be fiscal conservatives. I'm just saying over and over again, we got to make the case. You have a choice, and if you think the economy's hurting, you 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 know, and this these are the people you want to hide the, or, uh, you know turn the keys over to again, so they'll do tax cuts for billionaires. And not only that, now you got Rick Scott doing, um, he wants everybody to have skin in the game and raise taxes on anybody making under $50,000 and really uh, a, a tax that it will really hurt small uh, small businesses uh, and small business owners. Uh, this is right. That's how they want to help the people that are struggling the most because of high prices. Really makes sense. So looking at races like Ron Johnson's, do you, do you think right yeah. now that the odds are better for this for the Democrats to hold the Senate than than the House. Uh, I think it it feels that way to a lot of people because we know um, the candidates in the Senate. I mean, in other words, you know who Ron Johnson is, you know who Dr. Oz is, for instance, you know Herschel Walker, uh, and so like if you can get your head wrapped around that, those are three seats. Uh, one would be a uh, a hold. Uh, or not winning, and two, uh, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania would be a, a pickup. Uh, uh, if you can wrap your head, you sort of think in those terms for a second. Um, it's easy to kind of see how people would think. You know, would think, hey, maybe it's likely, or we'll pick up a couple of a Senate seat or two. But man, we're we're still going to get get. Uh, you know, crushed in the House. Okay, I understand that. Well, why do you think we can pick up a Senate seat or two? The reason you think we can pick up a Senate seat or two isn't because of where inflation is. It's not because of the GDP. It's not because uh, you wore a mask or didn't wear a mask through COVID or any of those, of those things. It's because of people like Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker and Ron Johnson. In other words, they... You, you have steady, solid uh, 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 candidates, I think, when we see who wins our primaries versus these absolute, you know, obstructionist, done nothing um, uh, folks that I do not think. I mean, when you look at Ron Johnson's unpopularity, 36%, he's a sitting United States senator with a 36% favorable rating. So, like, don't talk to me about Biden's 43 in Wisconsin. Let's talk about Ron Johnson's 36. Okay. So I think if you can get your head wrapped around that, then you got to look at, okay, there's 435 house races. Do you know any of those people? You might know Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, Jim Jordan, et cetera. But I'm telling you, when you start looking at who gets nominated in your district, in a lot of these districts, you're going to go, Oh my God, they did it here too. And that's why I think, yes, we have to have make it a choice between those people and what we've been trying to do. Uh, the Biden agenda, when people hear about it, uh, you know, when it's when it's uh, 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 when they uh, are, are when it, you know, they hear about it in a you read them what his agenda is, they're all for it. Um, I mean, you know, uh, 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 you know, cut. You know, negotiating uh, prescription Medicare, negotiating prescription drug prices, all these things, uh, things to help uh, keep costs low. Uh, and 
uh, and there's no, so, you know, you again, uh, uh, McConnell talking about how, hey, we'll let you know what our plans are after the November election. Yeah, well, last time that they didn't do a platform, it was whatever Trump said. You know, we, we're not going to have a platform. We'll just do whatever Trump does. Okay, great. Well, they're not putting one out. They have no ideas. Their only idea is the, you know, the new outrage of the week. Um, and like I said, um, you're in the in, in experience of the most disruptive uh, time of your life. Uh, and the Republicans are out there saying, yeah, and you know who to blame? Uh, like, and they had nothing to do with it. They're innocent bystanders. Right. And uh, that's easy. Um, finding solutions, uh, uh, working to get costs down, uh, uh, getting, you know, taking, um, you know, uh, a billion uh, barrels a day out of the, uh, out of the strategic uh, reserve and getting it out there uh, to keep prices down. Um, that's what Biden's been doing. Um, and yeah, you can say, well, prices are still going up. Well, it'd be a hell of a lot worse if they were in charge. You can count on it. And if you turn the economy over to them, good luck. And we got to make that case and we have to make it a choice. So while we're on the subject of some of the, the really clear contrasts, one of the things that you know, we've been talking about, we got a lot of questions about student debt and canceling student debt. Uh, it's back on the table. Um, it, going back and forth right now, Biden's reportedly canceling or reportedly considering canceling a, a good chunk of federally held student debt. Uh, the progressives are pushing it. Conservatives are worried. How would you advise? They're not worried. They're against it. <laughs> how would you advise? You're going to say they're yeah. worried? How would you advise that Biden and the Democrats roll out some kind of plan for canceling it or, or frame it? In, in the right way to, to maximize the gain on this? I don't think it's about max, maximizing gain. It's another step to try to get to, us through this, to, to address uh, a, a problem. And to um, uh, and that's actually one of the things. I mean, the, the Biden administration, I think, has made a whole bunch of different decisions that clearly uh, were not playing politics. I mean, you know, like the 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 uh, uh, going to uh, uh, appeal the mass mandate overruled by the judge, like like the pol the political thing that would would have been just to let it go, shut up. Uh, you know, hey, everybody's happy. No, they didn't do that because they're they they want to be there to be able in another wave to do something if we need to to protect people. Again. I want to point out uh, all the, uh, the the science, the health people say that it would have been another two two million Americans would have passed away during this pandemic if it had not been for getting the vaccines out there and doing all those things. So we we've got to continue to do that on student debt. Look, this is the really interesting thing to me. No student loan borrower with a federally held loan has been required to make a student loan payment since March of 2022, over two years ago. And you know what? That was when former President Trump signed the CARES Act, pausing student loan payments and suspending interest uh, charges for tens of millions of student loan borrowers. Um, and, you know, it, and then, by the way, Trump in, in August of 2020, December of 2020, and I think it was him in January of 2021, uh, it might have been Biden. I, I, I haven't followed up and done my own research on that one fact. But he extended the executive orders e each time in August, in December 
20 and in January 21. And then, yes, um, Biden has ex extended the CARES Act signed into law by President Trump twice, August 21st, uh, August of 2021 and December of 2021. Now, the protection, they're going to expire here. I'm trying to explain this to people. They're going to expire uh, with payments uh, to re would re resume uh, for, for students with federal loans on May 1st. Uh, and that's why that's Sunday, by the way, folks. So, um, yeah, you know what, Alex, uh, did the world come to the end, to an end during the two years that none of these students were paying their loans down or paying interest on them? Did like, did something like unbelievably bad happen that you're aware of that? Cause you know I can't put my finger on it, and yeah. I don't think we've ever talked about it, but I'm pretty sure the economy's doing pretty well. Look, I think uh, that, you know, I would advise the, the Biden administration to roll out a plan for canceling student debt. Um, and, I, and, and, you know, the question is, it doesn't make sense, I think, to, to uh, cancel all student loan debt. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I would... I would definitely roll out uh, their plan uh, to, you, you know, if at least the extension. Yeah. All I want to say to end that wherever I got off track is just say, look, so yes, I would advise uh, Biden to roll out uh, a plan for canceling student loan debt, whether it's a, an extension. I don't think uh, I don't see them uh, canceling all student loan debt. But I think uh, at least an extension, and frankly, I think they should go much further than that, uh, but probably stop short of all. Joe, uh, I know this is going to be kind of a shorter episode today, so we have time for probably one audience question. This one's pretty topical. Uh, Jim from Denver asking about a neighboring state. What do you make of Dems clearing the field for Evan McMullen in Utah? Is this just another wasted effort, or is there actually a chance to take out Mike Lee? You know, I don't know if there's an actual chance to take out Mike Lee or not, but I sure as hell think all of us should try. Uh, you know, the the interestingly enough, he is an incumbent in his latest uh, latest uh, poll had uh, had had him at 43. I mean, 43 to 19. Um, you know, no one really. I think it's a 19 not bad given that. Uh, this whole thing with Democrats uh, uh, doing this because the Democrats still has uh, is it eleven so in that like eleven percent? Yeah, yeah, eleven percent is again the generic Democrat thing. So you know uh, when you think about it, for a a uh, sitting senator again be sitting at forty three. Uh, we've got some of those too, by the way. I mean, you know, they're going to be uh, uh, Democratic senators who'll be sitting at forty three, forty four uh, percent uh, approval. But I think uh, McMullen has a chance, uh, and I think it's uh, it's smart. I think what the Democrats did was smart. It, 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 you're not. Let me put it this way: there was no way uh, with McMullen in the field as an independent or Democrats uh, uh, and a Democrat out there. You know what I mean? There's no way with in a three candidate race with right. Lee sitting at 43 that any either McMullen or the Democrats would have a chance. Uh, to defeat Lee. I think this is, uh, uh, I think, the best chance uh, possible. And I think it is possible. 
And McMullen is, you know, hitting, you know, Lee hard on his role on January, on the, in the January 6th coup. And I, I think um, that, uh, that this is going to keep, uh, at least in Utah, that issue front and center and could take uh, Lee out. Again, we don't know what, what other tapes and stuff. Right are out there and what Lee D did. I think this is a, there's a real chance that, uh, that he, he could, uh, uh, be defeated and look, you know, the, the, the reality is I know, uh, uh, it would be great, uh, uh, to, to have, uh, uh, you know, 56 seats, uh, you know, in the Senate, democratic seats in the Senate, uh, that's not going to happen in Utah. Uh, and it'd be better to have, uh, I think, uh, an independent-minded. I, I I think highly of Evan McMullen. Uh, we disagree on a lot of things, but he is an independent-minded uh, uh, person who I think is somebody. I don't think he'll caucus with Democrats uh, necessarily, but I do think he would be uh, somebody that would work across the aisle and actually not be an obstructionist. Actually, try to get things done. Uh, for people and not be a, he ain't going to be chasing Tinkerbell and, and Big Bird around with Ted Cruz. That's not who he is. So I, I think all around, uh, if we, if he were in, if we can help him get in, if, if people have the wherewithal to help him, if, you, if you're a Democrat, vote for him in, in Utah. Uh, I, I think it's a good thing. Joe, we said we'd keep it pretty tight today. That's all the time we've got. Okay, well, thanks, everyone, for listening to That Trippy Show. We'll be back next week. And, of course, please subscribe to That Trippy Show. Leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. Also, remember, jointheunion.us. I think we're approaching 55,000 or something like that. Uh, We'll do an update on the next show. Uh, But we need to keep growing it. Anything you can do to help, really appreciate it. You can always send us a question to thattrippyshow at gmail.com or leave us a question in the review on iTunes. Thanks, Alex, and thanks all of you for listening.